Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Stop freaking wasting time. Like none of us actually understand the privilege that it is to have the ability to get prosperity in our lives in all forms and the longer that you sit there and think oh i'm not sure i can do it i'm not sure if i have the time it makes me so mad because i'm like if you're worthy of being on this earth at the same time as all of these people around you they need you so stop freaking wasting time Hey, welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Kim Peterson. Kim is the owner of the Mompreneur Collective, which is a mastermind for moms. In today's episode, she shares with us how she creates community, why community is so important to you and your business as a mom and as a business owner, and how we can create that for ourselves. She also shares her best tips on travel, wellness, and life. This is such an inspiring episode. Kim shares how she took a cancer diagnosis and then went into her business full-time because of it. I love her story so much and she's actually a listener of the podcast. So of course I love that too. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I started it actually September of 2020 after a year worth of healing my body of cancer and going through and like trying several different coaching businesses and I kind of figured out okay I like working with moms and I want community to be a big part of it. I just finished wrapping up our mastermind launch and we closed out with 6,000 in sales. Filled it. I was so excited. So yeah that's where we're at so far and I'm in remission of cancer too so. Amazing. That's so cool. Can you share a little bit about your journey with cancer and how you got into remission yeah so I at that time I'm a mom of two boys and I was also working as a crisis home manager and so I'd manage like crisis homes for juveniles and adults during that time is when I got diagnosed and I tried to keep up with work and all of the things trying traditional cancer treatment after a couple of missed treatments I was like, okay, I'm quitting my job abruptly. So that was a little crisis of myself. (laughs) And right after that, I was like, okay, the first dose of chemo didn't work well with my body. I actually ended up in ICU for a few days and I went on to finish radiation. During radiation, it made zero difference in my body. So I was like, okay, I tried it your way. Now (laughs) I get to do my way because I'm very holistically minded. Mm. And I created my own team of, uh, I had a nutritionist, a homeopathic doctor, acupuncturist, massage therapist, chiropractor, 
just kind of like a whole slew, an herbalist who I've seen every week, had multiple like massages and adjustments every day, lots of tinctures, and nine and a half months later, I was officially in remission, and I've been in remission for almost seven months. That's amazing. So do you feel like that kind of pushed you into really going into your own business? Yeah, so... I at that point was deciding and trying. I was like, hmm, I guess I can, you know, try it out and see how things are going to go from there. And I never really went far at working and being a mom. I just, you know, I try for a couple of weeks and then, oh, this is too hard or I'm too tired. And so I was like, well, I know I can do this because I, at that time I was listening to Brenna Bouchard's podcast mm-hmm. and Rachel Hollis and I was like, I can do it. Like, I know I can do it. I know I can work my booty off for it. And at that time, I was like, well, I guess there's no turning back now. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband, like, it was kind of funny because generally he's not ever worked up about anything I do. But losing half of your income in literally a matter of hours was quite the adjustment. But Mm -hmm. I, I really truly believe that God will provide either way. And he has. Yeah. So... What's kind of really worked for you is focusing on creating community. Can you share why or what made you realize that community is so important to you? And if someone's wanting to create a community or a mastermind similar to yours, if you have any tips for that? Yeah, so community is really something that I realized, especially as a stay-at-home mom and starting my business, I was missing. That's something that I had in my previous job and, you know, with mom friends and everything, and then all of a sudden it was gone. And I didn't realize at that time the importance of community, especially when you were moms. And then when I dove into the coaching world and started becoming friends with others, I realized that it was more competition-based and not community-based. And so, like, I don't want to be sold to by somebody who I'm trying to have a coffee chat with and just to be friends with. Yeah. And I was like, well, why, why is that? You know, why is that, especially here in 2020, are we trying to sell each other all the time? Mm-hmm. And I realized it's because nowadays our communities are completely stripped away and I think this is the year that most people are really noticing that because our lives got so chaotic and busy that community wasn't an important factor mm-hmm. and now we're like oh my gosh like it really does take a tribe a family to be there and help you through everything and I don't believe business should be any different mm-hmm. if anything you should have more community yeah and the part to get community is just generally care about the people you're like if you can just live your business and your value through your heart then you have like if you're just serving then you have nowhere else to go but Mm -hmm. to go up you know Mm -hmm. so if someone wants to create a group coaching or a mastermind similar to what you've done what advice can you share with them now that you've successfully done it for me it was honestly taking the time and not being so excited to sell something but taking the time to know my community I took three months of actually knowing being in community you know I created a Facebook group but I mean it was a lot of tireless times where 
there was a lot of just, I felt like I was giving to them and it felt good, but in the same sense, you know, bills are racking up and <laughs> everything. And so like, but I was just like, you know what? Like if they could just love me and know where I'm coming from and I can create something based off of what they're talking about when we're doing mommy play dates and they're saying, I wish I had the XYZ in my business or I wish I had this product, like you mm. write it down. And mm-hmm. then you start seeing similarities. Like, okay, this isn't just a one-time thing. This is a, a sit time and a time again. And then I created my mastermind. And I had this group of 70 women to sit here and say, okay, now are we ready? And I knew them. They knew me. I knew what they needed. So it never, like, I didn't have to hop on a million coaching calls to say, oh, this is my offer. And feel weird about it they just knew Mm -hmm. and they knew if it was right for them now or if they need to wait till later and under two weeks we sold out awesome so I think what you're really saying is that you really focus on serving and listening before you're ever asking for something absolutely yeah yeah as far as the structure of creating a mastermind a group coaching program how did you kind of approach that and know how to structure everything the mastermind part is something that I've always been really drawn to because when we are thinking of community we're bouncing ideas off of people all the time Hmm. and you're having somebody else there to pick you up and that's exactly what a mastermind does Mm -hmm. the coaching aspect of it and why I decided to add that in is because I know for me, being a leader and a teacher is something that I need in my life. And I knew that I could offer immense value within our own community of mastermind Mm -hmm. people. So it's just, again, another level of serving and knowing one, what you're good at. And number two, how do you want it to structure? And for me, a community is a very big piece of it. Yeah. So I know that you specifically work with moms and your mom yourself. So what are three tips that you can share specifically to moms that are wanting to start their own business? My number one tip, if you hear nothing else, is literally do not use your children as the excuse as to why and why not. Because one, when you're up at all night, with them when they're sick or maybe they're little like mine Mm -hmm. and say well why am I doing this to myself I should just be enjoying them so you're going to allow your guilt to stop you Mm -hmm. and then if you're using them as your excuse to why not I'll just wait till later I shouldn't take my time away from them then you're going to be starting over when your children are done like is 18 years worth of your life worth giving up Mm -hmm. and not creating a life of abundance that you know is available and so from there it really goes based off of the other two points of planning planning is crucial because again you don't want to miss that time with them and it takes away from them being your why or your excuse as to why not and then also going in and saying okay I can I can go in and do you know, XYZ, why I personally go after moms is because they know what it's like if your children are not listening. 
Mm -hmm. Like, know your market, who you can work with. If you have little kids, probably working with an 18-year-old girl who, you know, just thinks of making money is not, like, the best situation. So, it's really planning and not using them as your excuse. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it's kind of funny because my... One of my big whys behind why I wanted to start a business is because I know one day I want to be a mom and I know that a nine to five doesn't give me the freedom that I want to have while being a mom. So to me, like waiting until after your kids are grown, you're really going to be taking more time away from them by not pursuing what it is you want to be doing. Absolutely. And I also love that about you, which I can tell you, because, you know, I wish, I mean, we had our children young, like I was 23 with our first. And so I wish I wouldn't have been in such a rush. And I had thought through some of that, because maybe this would have been easier, but also goes with your story. So Mm. I just wanted to commend you on that. So exciting. Thank you. So I know one of the things that you help your ladies with is turning one piece of content into many. And I know even for me, creating content can be a struggle. So can you share how we can do that? Yes, I'm so excited. So I'm going to use you as my example, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Basically, we're going to use your podcast your podcast here and you're getting well known you're getting your traffic to your podcast and then you're sending them somewhere your email list your instagram all of there when you are creating your content when you think of okay i want to do a weekly podcast and you go through and you pick your topics for the year now you're going to take that time and say okay this is what i'm going to talk about in my next 30 minutes you know, and maybe that's one of your 15-minute business tips or your branding tips. Now you have multiple content pieces. One, you could create SEO through your blog. If you have one, I'm not sure if you have one, but mm-hmm. if you have a blog, then you can use that information and literally write out your podcast mm-hmm. into blog form. Done. Because multiple people are looking at your stuff, but they're not registering that you said the same thing. hmm Then number two is in your time here, like, for example, you're hearing my story and all of that. Well, that can be turned into a story post that can turn into hit posts and like all of those things. So if you're having five to 10 bullet points in your podcast, you have five to 10 content pieces. Mm -hmm. Well, what your content for social media goes to, you redo the exact same template with your stories so essentially your viewers are hearing the same message for that week up to seven to ten times Mm -hmm. and so they're really learning they're like she actually knows what her stuff is they don't always register that oh is that the exact same thing i heard on wednesday when their podcast came out you know like it's just because it takes us all like multiple i know if moms are listening to you which they should then they are busy taking care of screaming toddlers, doing dishes, laundry. Like, they're not hearing every word that you're saying. Mm-hmm. If they're skimming through Pinterest and they see your blog, they're skimming through the juice, the juicy parts. They didn't read the story. 
nine times out of ten. They're looking for the bullet points. What can I take away? Mm-hmm. Same with their, your videos. They're reading your your little points. You're not always listening to them. And so the way that you can get your message to them repeatedly and then it makes selling so easy because then you are showing like I'm consistent. You're hearing the same message over and over and over again. And now you're just going to buy into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's selling without selling essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been studying a lot about your unconscious mind lately and kind of belief systems and I realize a lot of the things that you kind of intrinsically believe, it's not because it's either true or not true. It's because someone told you that over and over again over a long period of time, and that's why you believe it. So if you're wanting to change kind of your beliefs, then surrounding yourself with people that have the mindset that you wish you had, I feel like eventually you're going to have the same mindset because... If you're listening to those positive messages or abundant messages over and over again, eventually your mind will believe that that's the way it is versus your old way of thinking. Absolutely. And then I'm going to add to that a little bit. For those of you who are a fan of Tony Robbins' work, which most of us typically are, (laughs) he says to challenge those beliefs and to say, are they the truth? the whole truth and nothing but the truth because by the time you ask that third one nine times out of ten it's not the whole truth and nothing but the truth Mm. and then you have to now you have no excuse to change your mind essentially Mm -hmm. yeah so I know you said that you kind of focused on building up your community over a couple of months and didn't sell to them until you launched your mastermind was it difficult to go from a community where you had never sold before to now you're gonna put out this offer were you nervous or kind of how did that happen I was so excited (laughs) um so (laughs) our recent play date beforehand I was talking to him I was like I have something so excited like I'm so excited to tell you guys about this and I think I launched it on a Saturday and I was like, by the way, our blog is coming out. You got to check that out. And they're all excited. And by the way, keep a little tip that just came to mind. If you're wanting your blog to get instant traffic and build your SEO, tell your community that it's coming out and tell them when it's coming out. Like, I think I got 118 views within hours. Mm. So (laughs) it really helped boost it. But when it came time to it, I was like, hi, because... I think the fear that comes from, oh my gosh, I haven't sold to them yet, is we're putting our fears upon them. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking that time to build a community, then they already know what you're doing because you're talking about it in community. Like, I want to build you guys a kick-ass program. You know, that's what I tell them. Mm-hmm. And for them, I just say, okay, now we are going in like full force. Like, let's go. Yeah. And then you also get to see in your community who's your people and who's not. I think I started off selling. My community was at 72 women, and now I'm down to 64. And that's that's awesome because mm-hmm. now I have my people. I have 64 of my people. Yeah. And just because they said, not right now because we're close to Christmas, like that was risky. But I was so excited. I knew that <laughs> it was going to help them. 
Yeah. So why not be excited for them? Okay, I had to interrupt. I am launching something that my one-on-one clients have been asking for forever, and that is a group coaching program. And the reason that these are so epic is because you get to connect and network with like-minded individuals like yourself. You also get all of my knowledge, and I'm partnering with someone amazing that has been my mentor for a long time. So you're going to get both of us in some capacity. Now, I can't give all the deets away yet, but I would love it if you joined my waitlist. So once I do launch it, I can tell you everything. Trust me. Trust me. You're going to want to be on this waitlist. So click the link in the show notes and all you have to do is give me your name and your email and you will be the first to know about this exciting group coaching. Yeah, I think coming from that excited mode, I know one of the things I do is I'm in Monat and my upline and that a big thing that she always talks about is coming across excited for what you're offering because if you're not excited and you're not confident, then how is anyone else going to be excited or confident in working with you because you're not portraying it, you're portraying whatever fearful emotion or lack thoughts you have. So I think that's a great tip. All on the energy exchange, like Mm -hmm. that's what money is. And so if you're having dull energy, you're going to get dull money. Like (laughs) nobody wants that, you know, like, okay, I'll take your change, but like, I'd rather have some dollar bills here, you know, (laughs) it's the same thing. Yeah. So I know another thing that you talk a lot about is that you invested in a coach and didn't see the results that you were looking for. Can you kind of talk about that process and what you got out of that? Yeah, it was a great learning lesson, especially off the bat. So I spent $6,000 on a coach and learned strategy. Strategy is great. But when you don't know how to use the actual strategy to what you are wanting to portray, you can use strategy all day long, but it's not going to happen. And then so when I took that time to really think it through, I was like, okay, well, I want, I knew at that time when I invested, I knew everyone's telling me I need a coach. So let's have a coach. (laughs) Everyone says not to invest in a cheap coach because cheap's not going to get you much. Again, the energy exchange is like, oh gosh, okay. So I better like really invest and then do this. Mm. And then number three, I learned how important having an actual mission to your work is because strategy is going to wear your booty out. (laughs) Like you're just going to, like it's just going to happen. Especially like I work with moms, like they know, I mean, I am dealing with temper tantrums. I have, our oldest has autism. So he requires a lot of work. Plus our little hobby farm. I'm like, now I'm sitting here trying to spend six hours on some strategy that ain't getting me nowhere, but a lot of people saying no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kind of, I think, honestly, when you think of strategy, I kind of relate it to my first MLM company experience Yeah. of, like, just, oh, cold message. Tell everyone what you're doing. 
and we all know how far that goes. So I know you mentioned that you you basically built what was in your mastermind from what your community was telling you. And I think that is such a smart move because it kind of, instead of trying to figure everything out, you're basing it on what people are telling you they need. So what are a couple of the things that you found that kept coming up that you decided to include in your mastermind? The biggest piece was they were getting frustrated because their content was pretty good. But every coach that they'd heard talk about it before say, if your content is good, people are going to buy. And that's not the case. Like, you can have awesome freaking content, and that's going to help you. But when you don't have a system to nurture them, they're just going to say, that's a really cool story. That helped me think. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I started listening to that, I was like, okay, like we got content. Like y'all don't need my help writing. Thank goodness, because I don't want to go do that with you. But <laughs> I can tell you how to nurture people because I'm really freaking great at it. And, and then the other piece was, I don't feel like I have the time to write out multiple pieces of content. Hmm. And then the minute they said that, again, I feel like I have a special power of having a photographic memory, and I learn and teach through concept mapping. Megan's super awesome, but most people don't learn that way, so I have to explain it the best way possible, and I just kind of went through the content planning piece, Mm. like when I use that example for your podcast, Mm -hmm. and I started pitching it. Like, I had nothing done for this. I started saying... Would this actually be helpful? Like, if you had one piece of content and, like, it made seven, and you're like, actually, that would be really helpful. So they're like, I'd only have to make 52 topics a year. Like, that's all. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And then I just kind of went on to asking more questions and seeing, well, do you want to be able to plan ahead or do you want to plan, like, once a year? And you know, that's when I kind of learned, okay, there's some key points to planning here. We got quarterly planning that they want to do, yearly planning, and they want to do holiday planning. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. <laughs> and that's, that's how I did it. Yeah. It helps, too, that I enjoy it. I treat our community like, like a party. Mm-hmm. So imagine joining an online party where all of a sudden you're welcoming and you're doing all of these amazing things. And then you get into a mastermind where you're creating your own freaking party. Mm. That's the way we dream of it. (laughs) So when you first started, kind of, I know you started doing some coaching and you felt like just doing coaching might have not been for you. What was kind of the process of, like, how did you learn these different things and how did you kind of get to where you're at? Yeah, so... Coaching at first, I tried the one-on-one coaching because as most coaches will tell you, that's how you make the big bucks. And I was like, oh, well, I made us broke, so I might as well try to make some money, which I mean, it was okay. But the kind of way that I think through it is if I'm going to spend literally my life doing something, I want to make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. And I realized helping one person at a time that's awesome. That is 
is not to be taken for granted, but it is not the impact that my heart desires. Mm-hmm. And then so I, my last two coaching people, I said, how about we try like a couple of group, like just us three. Let's see how it goes. Because, you know, I didn't want to advertise anything if I was crappy about it, you know. <laughs> and that's the light. Like, literally, the little light inside of me just lit up. Yeah. I was like, I could do this in, like, a grand scale. And then I just started going through, like, everyone that knows me will say I'm the life of the party kind of person. And I'm like, I could be the party. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of when I was like, you're one-on-one. We're going big here, and we have some really cool, exciting things happening, but I'm so excited. Like, just the party, the party, all of it fun. Yeah. I know something else you mentioned is kind of not having a mission is something that doesn't really work when, especially if you're a mom, you're busy, you get tired, and I know I've faced the same thing, so is that something you kind of help your clients with, is figuring that out? Yes, actually, we do this for free in our community. So if you're a mom, go into our Facebook community, Mompreneur Collective, because we do this for free. It's not something that I ever believe that should be paid for because it's already within you. You need somebody just to, like, tell you to stop BSing yourself, and that's what I'm here to do. And so, like, literally when we do our Mommy and Me Playdates, the kids are doing some awesome, cool craft that everyone is able to, you know, provide in their little home. That's not a messy thing because, again, toddlers. But then we discuss things. And a lot of times I dig right into what's the impact you're making? What's mm-hmm. your mission? Like, what's driving you at 2 a.m. when you are nursing a baby or listening to a toddler scream? Mm-hmm. What's driving you to the next level? Because I guarantee you it's not money. And I guarantee you is it because you want you want to stay home. Because at that time you're thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I really make them think because, and it's a whole new reason to why. Because how many of us have started something and they're like, well, why are you doing it? Well, why? Mm-hmm. The seven layer why. And sometimes that why seems so intangible that it's not able to hit you in the heart. But for Mm. me, looking back at our mission is to end, to be a piece and end generational poverty. I grew up literally one of the poorest kids ever in a very abusive home. And if I could save one child from that, Mm -hmm. my life would mean something. But Mm. now I get to save millions and eventually maybe we'll be global. You know, like, so it's just thinking of something that how how deep does that affect you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that's so important and something that I help my clients with too because I know that just from doing it a while that at some point everyone wants to quit and they're like, oh, I don't know, this is like too this is harder than what I thought I signed up for and I don't want to do it and if you can pull out that mission of why you're really doing it not like the superficial reason of why you're doing it then you'll actually see it through exactly (laughs) so do you have any tips on if someone's initially trying to grow like a Facebook group how did you go about getting people 
into it in the first place? Well, first I pulled my people on Instagram. My people are generally from Instagram. And because at this time, during COVID and the mess, a lot of people aren't using Facebook. And so why would I want to create something if people aren't going to actually use it? Mm. And so I was like, okay, what one would you prefer? A private Instagram where we can build community just as we would a, a group or would you like a Facebook group? Well, 70 out of 70% of them all said Facebook group. Like, deal. Let's <laughs> do it. And I gave them a tentative release date. So for me, I have to give myself hard dates. Yeah. Or it doesn't get done. It just like becomes an idea on the wall. And so I wrote, wrote and I, like, I was like, okay, Facebook group open such and such date. And I went to planning. So again, like for me, being part of the community means party and teaching. I wrote down, okay, what is this going to look like? And what is this going to feel like Mm. for me? And that was the next thing, because as the leader of the ship, or I call myself the party host, I have to be able to show up consistently. And I have to provide value consistently. How can I do that for myself? And what I can do for myself looks totally different from what you can do. For me, I show up live every single day. I host multiple free things for them. I'm constantly messaging them. I'm constantly commenting on their things. That's just because I'm a people person and that's the kind of effort that I want to put into it. And then from there, I just start asking questions. And that's kind of (laughs) how it became. All the people on Instagram brought them over to Facebook. (laughs) It's like a nice little funnel. Yeah. How do you kind of, because I know you have the free Facebook group, but then you also have your mastermind. So how do you kind of differentiate between the two? Um, So my mastermind is completely private. Nobody can get in unless you've paid. And then I have like cooler questions where I know have they paid or not. (laughs) Nice thing of being small is like you pretty much remember them. Um, And then from there, everything through the mastermind, if they have a question there, they can go in the private, but they also have me on Voxer and nine times out of 10, I respond to that before I'm on the Facebook group just Mm. because you know, loading up the computer and everything for that. So we have a Facebook group because that's eventually, you know, maybe they all want to collaborate themselves and that's totally fine. So it's kind of like a a place for all of them to join who's done the mastermind. And then the way I think of it again is another funnel. They might be my people to build my next thing. Mm. So I want to be there, but most of them know to get a hold of me via Boxer. Yeah. I don't think you really talked about it. Like, what was your job that you quit to go into this? Yeah, I was a crisis home manager. So I managed crisis, like mental health crisis homes. And I did that for a few years, uh, a few different companies. And raising little ones, one of mine with special needs. So I, my life then, this is going to be crazy. People are probably going to think, how, no wonder she has cancer. She had cancer, okay? But I would, our home is an hour away from work and was also an hour past our work to our babysitter's house. So I have to wake up two hours or like three hours early to take care of myself, get them ready, take them to their babysitters and then drive 45 minutes to an hour to my job. 
Mm-hmm. That's what a normal day looked like. And my hours were supposed to be, you know, office hours, 8 to 8.30 to 4.30 or something like that. But then as a crisis manager, you're, you're also in charge of staff. Mental health in general is really hard. Adding on crisis, we are going through staff like freaking Skittles, okay? <laughs> like, it is ridiculous. So, again, as manager, when you don't have the staff required to keep your other staff safe and your clients safe, mm-hmm. you're there. So there would be multiple nights in a row that I wouldn't even show up. I wouldn't come home. My husband would have to take care of them. And then, so it was just like this constant, like, never-ending cycle of crisis. Yeah. And then I turned that crisis into my home life, too. And so clearly, like, I needed cancer to slow my butt down. Because <laughs> yeah. it didn't matter how many people told me beforehand, but yeah, that's I, what I did. I'm very faith-based and I feel like when things like that happen sometimes it's because God wants you to slow down so oh, yeah. there were so many signs beforehand and I just kept saying God like you're gonna have to hold on like I got a life to live here <laughs> and now like thank you thank you for saving me Jesus I needed that <laughs> yeah so one of the reasons I wanted you on this show is because of how you give back so can you share in what ways you give back and what makes you want to do that? Oh, this is my favorite part. Like, literally, <laughs> part of my life is just always going to be about giving it. Um, which do you want me to talk about? Or I can talk about both, um, our, like, our personal values or the business side of it. Um, both. Okay, so we'll start with my husband and I. This is so fun. We actually started our relationship based off of giving. We are high school sweethearts, and we were a part of, well, I got him into SCCLA, because we, you all know, like, when you're teenagers and you're freshly dating, you guy will pretty much do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, for two years in a row, our junior and senior year, we did SCCLA. We made it to states where that basically means, like, we did awesome, really good things for our community, um, food donations. There's a community-based program here where you supply Christmas gifts to families, and we were able to help three different families um, make tie blankets for cancer kids, kind of like the whole slew, and from there, it just kept going, Hmm. and now we supply Christmas to two families every year. We supply Thanksgiving meals where we raise our turkeys, and it's like the coolest thing ever, and then... Our garden and everything supplies the sides, and I, like, have them all packaged up beautiful, and we figure out which families are in need of a meal, and we go and drop it off on the doorstep and run so they don't see us. (laughs) (laughs) So, those are just a few of the things. Um, Otherwise, we regularly give to, like, every time we're at the store, our kids now know, like, which canned foods are we giving to the homeless shelter today. And they just know, like, we're stopping at the homeless shelter on the way home. Mm. And they're just kind of, like, those are the fun things to that we do. And then in our business, because our mission is to end generational poverty, what better way than to help a mom create that business in her life? And mm-hmm. so what we do, what we have started is we have an application process. I have to know your name and every all your information so I can get a hold of you. 
but there's actually I have a little team of people, friends and family who know how important this is. And you look through all the applications without names. So that way I'm not like, oh, this person, I know her, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. We read through the applications and we say, who is in the most need of us? And we literally pray over each one of them. Mm. And at that time, like we sit on it and we say, okay, we give it a couple of days. And whoever keeps coming to our mind the most is who gets a free scholarship into each of our masterminds. And eventually I want to do even more for them. But right now, like that's the first start. So we just finished like our join up to our mastermind. And now tonight into Saturday, we're going to be looking through applications and seeing who's getting the scholarship. And it's completely anonymous. Like nobody knows other than them. They receive like maybe little cool certificates for them and like prayer cards because I want them to know exactly how special they are because nine times out of ten when you're that deep into poverty where this seems like something, it almost seems like an online business could be easier and they realize the privilege that they've been sitting in but they don't know how to get themselves out, that's when I want to help them. Mm, yeah. I love that and I love how creative that is, that it's it's not always just writing a check. Uh-huh. But when you're saying all that, I'm sure the listeners were thinking, like, gosh, this girl does a lot of things. (laughs) So how do you balance things and make time for all the things that you do? This is literally one of my favorite questions, and I feel like every podcast I've been a part of, they've asked me this. One, I will say, literally, my husband will say, she's like a squirrel on crack. She just goes. (laughs) I'm like, I just wake up every day ready to go, ready to serve, and then how I choose where to spend my time. One, I'm very productive in my time. Like, not a second is wasted. And I think that's a privilege also of having a special needs child. I'm I'm required to be structured. And then the second piece is I think in my life what has helped me the most, no matter the crazy busyness, is prioritizing things. So for me, my health, especially now after cancer, is number one. I I do not, like, jeopardize that at all, like, ever. And then number two is my community and how I can serve them the most because I know of serving them, the money will come. And then number three is where does my business fit into my family life? So a lot of people, they they think of starting a business and how they are going to fit family into business. Mm. I believe in making my business fit into my family. Mm. And I literally think that it's a privilege that my children are young because they're not going to know any different. That business is just part of, you know, things. And this is how they pour into the business. And then also the giving part is it's a core value of ours, just like my health. Not a day goes by that giving isn't on the topic topic of conversation in some way, somehow. Love it. So I want to get into your best tips to be pre-AF. What is your number one travel tip? Ah, this is my favorite. So we travel often, and especially for gifts, none of us actually receive actual gifts. They're all some kind of trip-based from the minute we were parents, and <laughs> The number one thing that I can't tell you makes me the maddest is spending money on food when we're out. 
the worst. Like, because you know you're spending like five times as much for something that's going to keep you in the bathroom most of the night. So, like, I, so we use um, uh, our shake systems for all of us. And I will make sure that we bring those with. And then that way we're only eating one meal where we're either going out and buying groceries or we're like, eating one meal out. Nine times out of ten, it's the groceries because, again, I'm not spending all night in the bathroom. But <laughs> what are the shake systems that you mentioned? So for us, we, short story, we started using Isogenics three and a half years ago after um, our son had a lot of issues with his feeding tube and his formulas. So we got with a nutritionist, started using their shakes and their systems to get him on track. Mm-hmm. He's now had his feeding tube removed for two years now, two and a half, almost three years. And we've just all been using them since. Hmm. Are you affiliated with the company or? Yeah, we do have, um, we call it our actual residual income because they don't really actually do a whole lot other than getting people signed in and every once in a while will do things but mm-hmm. once you're in the community you're just in yeah. which is nice because my leaders are so much better at building that than I want to be and that's mm-hmm. really just a choice like right now in my life I don't want to build a wellness company yeah and but I do like the fact that I don't have to worry about paying for my groceries <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I like that my groceries are paid for so what is your number one wellness tip? This one took me a while because I'm like all about wellness. And I was like, oh gosh, which one am I going to choose? Mm-hmm. And I think out of everything, which I did post a little bit about it today, which you'll hear, see some more content on, is choosing a reset day. So a lot of us, again, we all, especially starting out in business, we will work ourselves to burn out. Mm-hmm. And it's the world's worst because then it takes you like two weeks just to feel halfway human again. And what I realized, again, through a lot of trial and error, is when I schedule in myself a regular reset day, for me, it happens every two weeks because once a week would just be too much. Mm-hmm. And I choose one day where I choose to only respond to a few emails. I reach out to, like, bare minimum people on my Instagram and, you know, such like that. And the rest is off. Goodbye. And then I just figure out what does Kim need in this moment? Today, I needed socialization. Like, I needed to go have fun and be crafty. That's what I did. And so, like, for me, it looks different every time because I need different things. Mm-hmm. And it just takes that self-care. Like, oh, gosh, I have to plan self-care. And if you just think of it, I'm resetting myself. Mm-hmm. And now I can serve. And I can give. And I can do all of this. Yeah. I think that's a great tip because I've definitely... Because you always want to just do everything and like, I'm like, well, I'll just stay up till 2 a.m. for four days and then, <laughs> and then you're like dead for two weeks. <laughs> and then you're going to pay for it for two weeks. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a great tip. What is your number one life tip? My number one is, I get so heated about this one, so <laughs> I'll, I'll hold the extra fast, but stop freaking wasting time. Like, none of us actually understand the privilege that it is to have the ability to get prosperity in our lives in all forms. 
Mm. And the longer that you sit there and think, oh, I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not sure if I have the time. It makes me so mad because I'm like, if you're worthy of being on this earth at the same time as all of these people around you, they need you. So stop freaking wasting time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's the money objection. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways you can work around that. I guarantee you, I bartered a lot of things. <laughs> and also, stop using that as an excuse. Like, poverty is such a privilege, and I get a lot of heat about that because we don't think of it that way. But to use your lack of against doing better for yourself and helping somebody mm -hmm. is a privilege. Mm -hmm. like, it's a privilege, and we need to be better. Yeah, yeah. I I love the point of that there are other ways to get things that you need to move forward because I've definitely done a lot of trades, especially in the beginning of my business when I knew I needed something to move forward, but I couldn't really financially afford it. But if you're creative, there's a way to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, a lack of money is not an excuse worthy of time. Yeah. Not. <laughs> so I want to thank you for joining me and answering all my questions and sharing with us. How can people find you, work with you, talk to you? My best, the best way to get a hold of me where I'll, I'll show up in your DMs the fastest and say, hello, welcome to the party, is go on Instagram and follow me. It's at mompreneur.collective. Literally join the party if you're a mama because you need us all. And we need you. Again, stop wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I try not to get heated, but boy, it makes me so <laughs> frustrated. Is your community solely for moms? What if you're not a mom? <laughs> uh, well, if you're thinking about being a mom, join. I might, might not be as useful to you at that point, but it might help you. I personally do not work with anybody who is not mom of some sort yet mm. and with some sort means like I have angel babies too so if you need some community and healing I get you but it's just it's a very different vibe from a non-mom versus a mom even if you have you know raised your siblings and so on and so forth I tried it the vibe was just a little different <laughs> I couldn't keep up okay yeah yeah I, I love how specific you are, though, with who you work with, because I feel like a lot of times we want to. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining me on the Pretty AF podcast. I love these tips, loved your story, loved bringing up Full Circle and having you on the show. And thank you to the listener for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Pretty AF podcast. If you're a mom or you've been inspired by Kim's story, be sure to check out the show notes and click all her links, join her community, follow her on the gram, and I will see you in next week's solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.